With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Buzz! 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 Welcome to a post-NFL draft edition of this college football podcast at the buzzer. I'm Jack Barsh, and I'm addicted to Retro Bowl. Over there is Sam, who doesn't know what Retro Bowl is yet. <laughs> I was about to ask you what it is. What is it? Great question. Uh, F the NFL draft. Who cares about college football? Retro Bowl is the only football thing you need to know about. Um, our fearless leader, our editor, John Woods, turned me on to this, and I can't stop playing it. Uh, it's, a, it's an app. It's a phone game. I think it's on Android. I don't know. I'm, I'm an iPhone man. But uh, <laughs> you take um, – a very carefully non-licensed version of an NFL team. Um, and it's all like pixelated and retro graphics. And it's really simple. And you just play on offense and you basically just play the, through the franchise. You can do super simple, like front office stuff, like trading players, upgrading facilities. Um, and you basically get to build whatever team you want. Like first, you know, you have six players that actually matter and you can sign free agents. You can trade them away for draft picks. It's uh, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. So. I am uh I am in my second season of coaching the Los Angeles C um who have <laughs> yellow and blue uniforms and it's oh it's amazing. Um so you've just been spending quarantine just on your phone playing a a game. You know, I you know, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but an iPhone they'll give you like screen time reports. Apple will give you screen time reports. Yeah. Every week. And, you know, when the, basically when the work, those quarantine started, um, my screen time immediately jumped about 25% at, to like too many hours a day. <laughs> I think it was seven. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've just been playing FIFA, so I can't really judge you. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's on a TV and I'm on a couch. So yeah. I feel like it's less trashy than just sitting on my phone. Basically I was holding steady at seven hours a day. Um, and then Retro Bowl happened, and this week's was sad, depressing. Oof. Well, speaking of too much screen time, I watched too much of the draft, and then I realized I would rather go to the park. And so I didn't <laughs> watch the draft Saturday, but I watched Thursday and Friday. Um, did you catch any of it? Do you care about it? It's a graduation <laughs> process for college football players, so I think you should like it. But I watched the first round. Um, All seven hours of it? Yeah, I was I was honestly watching it for the technical glitches, and there were none. Um, no, there weren't. Yeah, that 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 was sad. You know, Trey Wingo did a great job on his own of of keeping things moving at least. I did enjoy all the tragedy stories that they. Yeah. Did. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Let's ruin this happiest moment in your life uh, by making sure that you remember that your dad died six years ago. It, yeah, it was yeah. sad. But, you know, um, that's about it. I can't give myself to really care about college players once they leave college. Yeah, it's that's whatever. Fair. 
but I am also very invested in seeing CU players like develop into something more. Uh, because like for the most part, coaching staffs in the NFL are a little bit more competent than CU. Um, that's like why like David Bakhtiari went from like a fifth round pick to being like on pace for the Hall of Fame. No, you think he wasn't developed by Dan Hawkins into to being the man that he is today? I mean, they had Nate Solder, so good job on that. But <laughs> uh, no, it's just like I, I'm excited to see like Lavisca Chenault with like an NFL quarterback. Although Gardner Minshew is probably like like 28th best in the NFL. How could you say uh, that? So, um, no, I love Gardner Minshew. 28th is probably a compliment for the skeptics of him. Uh, but like, uh, I'm excited for like Davion Taylor to like develop in the NFL. Like something like that, where like, is he actually going to be like like a steal? Like, is he going to be one of those draft and develop players who just breaks out three years from now? I'm curious. Yeah, yours might be a um, a more humane or or human focused way to look at it. I am, I guess, I am a a Colorado football fan first, and then a oh, Colorado I mean- football player fan second. Okay. So once Whereas, they like, think, once they stop wearing the colors that I enjoy and playing for the team that I enjoy, they become less important to me in terms of football success. Okay. So or, whereas I like kind of connect to the players, like, oh, that player who I know is trying his hardest, doesn't realize he's doomed, but he is, but he's still gonna work at it. Like like Lavisca going five and seven all three years at CU, playing through injury so CU could get to a bowl game, but then they don't. Yeah, and uh, you know there are guys like Davian Taylor just make everyone care about him. So yeah, obviously I want him to make as much money as possible. Yeah, there are definitely players I don't like care about. Like once they get to the NFL, like when like uh like Jalil Brown, when he went to the NFL, like I, I wasn't like following his career with the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. Well, um, anyway. all this to say that I think some CU players got drafted. I can't confirm because it didn't happen on the one day I watched. So, yes. Yeah, so, three players got drafted. LaVisca Chenault was chosen 42nd pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Davion Taylor with the 103rd pick to the third round to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then Arlington Hambright in the seventh round with the 226th pick nice. to the Chicago Bears. Um, so, like, like, I didn't actually think Cam Bright was going to get drafted, but it like makes sense that he did. But we can talk about each pick if you want. Um, no, Sam, you uh, you get to drive the boat. What <laughs> do you want to do? Well, okay, so I'm happy that LaVisca didn't fall to the bottom of the second round or to the third round because like there was a lot of talk that he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, like NFL draft uh, experts or whatever were overthinking him to a crazy point. Like, I was seeing comparisons to Cord- Corderell Patterson, to, like, Denard Robinson, stuff like that. Like, gadget players who aren't actual receivers. And it's like, if you've actually seen LaVisca play, he is absolutely a pure receiver. Like, this dude has a ridiculous feel for the game. Like, uh, his hands are just so good. I don't, like, I was looking at pro football reference, and he, like, doesn't drop any passes. Mm-hmm. Every target... Every target to to him, to him, he like comes down with it. 
he just struggled this year because like I mean he was injured which I get the injury concerns that's the only concern I get with him but um, the quarterback play was inconsistent that fast teams were double teaming him and hitting him high and late when he like didn't even catch the ball and uh, like CU's game plan they just ran the ball a lot less so, like that types of stuff bothers me and it's like he was still productive he was still the best player on their team Correct me if I'm wrong, but I kept hearing that this is one of the best wide receiver classes of all time. Oh, it is. And I think that obviously worked against him because, you know, it, you don't necessarily have to take an injury chance like that. Not that I think he's that on, like he's that much of an injury risk. I don't, I don't think he is. In fact, I think he's 100% healthy now. But um, the other thing is his versatility, I think, was a huge asset at the beginning of the, the process because, like, why take a receiver when you can take a receiver that can also run through people? Um, but like you said, I think some NFL teams somehow turned that into a weakness being like, well, why, why did he have to do that? Why couldn't he just win through route running or whatever? And it's like, you know, he was still a really good receiver and he still caught a lot of passes and he lined up on the outside and he made some defenders look absolutely silly and he can win you one-on-one battles, you know, on the line of scrimmage and beyond. He just also can run like a Mack truck and like, play wildcat quarterback and i don't know to me it's it felt like it became discounted the fact that he could do a bunch of stuff rather than a advantage yeah like just because you can be like you can be used in gadget plays doesn't mean you're a gadget player that's a that's a much better way to put it yeah um i just so i'm a little bit concerned because i mean it's the fucking jaguars (laughs) um they're not exactly a marquee franchise and (laughs) Like, I was considering getting a, a Chenault jersey wherever he went, but I'm like, I'm not going to buy a Jaguar. Do they still have those awful two-toned helmets? No, they got rid of those, thank God. But they, they got new uniforms last year that are just, like, what are they're they just look boring. Like? They're just boring. Oh, they're just teal? Okay. Yeah, they're just, like, plain with huge numbers. Uh, I mean, he's going to look cool in them because he's, he could look cool in any uniform. Do they still have Jalen uh, Ramsey? No, they traded him to the Rams for two first-round picks, mm. which is crazy that they got two first-round picks for him. But um, yeah. So I like the fit. I like the fit with the Jaguars. Um, Gardner Minshew might not be long for the NFL. I really don't know if he struggles, and the Jaguars struggle this next year. Like they might try to tank and go for Trevor Lawrence or something, mm-hmm. because not very many teams are tanking next year. Um, and then they they have uh, DJ Chark, who's like just a star. Oh, love him. Receiver. Yeah, yeah. He's he's very fun, and he was a great get by me in fantasy football this year. Do they still me. have Marquise Lee? <laughs> I mean, if if they have him, he's probably injured. They have Leonard Fournette, right? Yes, they still do. They tried okay. to trade him, but they still have him. Okay. Well, um, it sounds like there's plenty of room for LaVisca to get the ball a lot, is what it sounded he only, like. He only has to compete with, like, like DJ Chark and D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, he's so different than both of those, though. Yeah, and he might be used as, like, a third-down running back. You could honestly use him as an H-back with Leonard and create a very intimidating backfield. That would be very fun. Um, yeah, so I, I like the fit. I'm just a little disappointed it's the Jaguars. But in a vacuum, it's a good bit. He's going to get a lot of chances to play. 
Yeah, just get a bunch of touches, be a star, and then sign somewhere more fun for your second contract. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, all right, the next pick. Do you want to talk about Davion Taylor going to the Eagles? Okay, let's see if let's see if my recall is correct. Uh, LaVisca has picked a pick before the Eagles in the second round, and they took Jalen Hurts, right? Uh, Jalen Hurts was the 45th pick. Okay, close to the Eagles. And they – wow, that blows my mind that Jalen Hurts is picked. So, anyways. um, Davion Taylor, I guess, is their their, – the actual buff they did take. And he – third round is way higher than I thought he was going to get before his senior year started. And then, honestly, I I think he deserved to go higher after his senior year ended, just the way that he played. And obviously his testing numbers were always going to be insane. Um, like you said, he's, I think he's one of those guys, you, he's still learning how to be a football player. And the second that his mental speed matches his physical speed, he's going to destroy people. So, you know, I don't know what comparisons they were making or whatever. I don't, I don't know, but I could see, um, I don't know, maybe a little Bob Sanders in him. If we remember Bob <laughs> Sanders. I mean, I love Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders was also like five foot eight and played safety. But yeah, like, but he, the main thing he did was pull up over the middle of the field. I think he could do that a lot. Yeah, I like I like Taylor as like a side to side linebacker who just blows up plays at the line of scrimmage, who just closes ground like in a hurry. Yeah, he's going to be great for a lot of the edge plays. Honestly, as the quote RPO makes it through the NFL about 10 years after college, he's great to, to, against defending the RPO. He's going to get a lot of time, too, because the Eagles are very thin at linebacker. They needed one badly. And if there's any criticism of the team, they probably should have drafted a linebacker who was more ready to play. Um, like, they had a, a lot of mock drafts were projecting them like Kenneth Murray or Patrick Queen in the first round. But they because they have that big of a need, but they went with Davion Taylor. And even if he isn't necessarily ready for NFL time, he's going to get it, and he's going to have to develop quickly. Yeah. I don't think he is ready for NFL time right away, but if they can stick with him, he's going to prove to be a a pretty big steal, I think. He's going to be a special teams monster, at least. Yeah, and you can make, hey, you can make money. Matthew Slater, I, I only know that name because of how much Bill Belichick loves that he plays special teams. And I and think he's, he's like still... a seven-time pro bowler. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, see? There you go. Worst case scenario, just do that. <laughs> Let me see, actually. Um, all right, so do you have any thoughts about Arlington Hambright in the NFL? I've heard that he might have to switch to guard, which makes sense. I don't know. He was solid. I didn't expect him to be the third buff drafted, but he was fine the, the year he was here. Like, yeah, I think he was quietly pretty good. Uh, yeah, he didn't really make any, any mistakes. It wasn't like the left tackle the season before, who I'm not going to name. Uh, I honestly am trying to remember who that was, and I think it was two <laughs> players, and I don't think either of them are that good. So, um, no. But good for him. You know, I... Um, I have nothing else. I have no idea about the fit. Hopefully he stays on the roster and gets paid. Yeah, I, I think like he could be a good depth piece. Someone who can just play tackle or guard if someone goes down. Like there's nothing wrong with that in the NFL. Like you could have a long career playing six or seven years 
just being a backup. Like Daniel Munyer, even the old CU guard, has made a career for himself. Is he still playing? Uh, I think he was last year. Yeah, Beautiful. I think he's still in the NFL. Yeah. So, um, the surprise undrafted player. We thought Steven Montez was going to go a sixth or seventh round pick, but he ends up being undrafted. And some really bad quarterbacks got drafted ahead of him. Yeah, but it's also some really good quarterbacks got drafted way late because college quarterbacking, I guess, is a mystery to the NFL team still. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is also uh, – the NFL tends to fluctuate pretty quickly with, like, there's one season where everybody needs a quarterback. And then the very next season, nobody needs a quarterback because they don't realize the guy they got the year before sucked. So, like, the Bears don't need a quarterback yet because they're still working with Trubisky, you know? Mm. Even though it's they bad. Yeah. Um, so, it's like, the, the, it comes and goes very quickly. And I think this was one of those weird years where teams were going to give chances to players who are going to need replacement next year. Hmm. So that's why Jake Jake Fromm like fell to the fifth round or whatever, even though he should have stayed at Georgia. Um, maybe he should have stayed at Georgia. I don't know. They're also, I think, kind of done with what he could do for them at at Georgia. I think this was a good situation for both parties because he can still get paid. Okay, that's fair. Um, but I would consider him a better college quarterback than Stephen Montez was. It's hard to do that one to one. Um, and if he was drafted so late, then. Steven Montez going undrafted makes sense. Yeah, we've talked enough about Montez, so I don't want to go over anything other than going to Washington is actually a pretty good place for him to end up. They have Dwayne Haskins starting. He's not very good, but he's still growing. They have Kyle Allen as the backup. And then Alex... Texas A&M Kyle Allen? Yeah, they they got Kyle Allen. Nice. Houston Cougar Kyle Allen? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um... So they have those two, and then they have Alex Smith on the roster. But them trading for Kyle Allen signals that Alex Smith isn't really going to be ready for the NFL, and he might retire at some point. Didn't he, like, have to amputate his arm or something? Um, No. (laughs) So he broke his leg horribly at the end of 2018, and he missed all of last season, and he's still not recovered fully from that. Oh, I was way off. Okay. Yeah, um, I think it was a very bad leg break, which is why he's missed the full season and might miss more, and it might be a career-ending injury for him. He's 35. That's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. And he was a quarterback who relied on mobility. So, yeah, Washington, they have Haskins, they have Kyle Allen, and they don't have any other quarterback. They didn't draft any other quarterback. So it's Steven Montez's to get. Huh. He could just walk in and be their practice quarterback. Alex Smith, according to Wikipedia, has only led the league in two categories. He led the league in passer rating while he was at Kansas City in 2017. Do you want to guess the other category? Completion percentage? No. He was sacked 44 times in 2018. Okay, that's fun. I like those numbers. Wow. Okay, he had severe sepsis after the surgery. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Um, okay, good spot for Montez. I believe yeah. what two other players signed? Two other buffs? Yes. 
So Tony Brown went to the Cleveland Browns. And likewise, Montez, he's going somewhere where he can stick because they have zero depth. They have Odell Beckham, they have Jarvis Landry, and they have a bunch of shitty receivers. Uh, they drafted <laughs> Donovan Peoples-Jones in the sixth round. Good pick. You have, yeah, that's a really good pick. It's going to be a mixed deal that I talk about later. Um, mm. And then they have Taewon Taylor, who's, like, solid. But otherwise, they just have a bunch of, like, undrafted seventh-round-type talent on the back of the roster. So if Tony Brown can, like, impress because he's such a good teammate and he's a really great run blocker, really good technician, everything. Like, you you love Tony Brown. Yeah, I mean, he, he catches the ball. And that's the job of a wide receiver. I feel like that's pretty simple. <laughs> yeah, I, he, he does the little things really well. And a lot of that's the, the team. He's a team player in every sense of the word. And I think that he can stick with that because coaches tend to love those guys. Um, okay. And then the final player who signed so far, we don't know about the other guys as of this uh, recording, Delrick Abrams, the cornerback, signed with the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons also have a bunch of shitty cornerbacks, including Isaiah Oliver. No, he's amazing. <laughs> it's just a bad situation. It's not yeah. his fault. Yeah, Isaiah Oliver has been less than spectacular in Atlanta. However, he is their number one corner. Because they got rid of uh, Desmond Trufant. Hell yeah. So they, they drafted A.J. Terrell in the first round, which was a reach. They really? have, uh, I don't like A.J. Terrell that much. Okay. I mean, they also needed an edge rusher, and Clayvon Chason was available, so I don't know why. But it's whatever. Wow. The man who visited Boulder once upon a time, Clayvon Chason. Yes. yes, he did. Continue. Um, so, yeah, they, they have... Uh, they're very, they're very thin at cornerback. I don't remember exactly which guys they have, but it's a bunch of, like, 70 overalls or lower if you did a Madden roster. So, like, Delrick could stick mostly because they, they're, not, they're not good at the position. And, I mean, he, he has steps of growth still left in him. Yeah, he's, he's willing to hit and run coverage, which always, I think, helps you stay in the, the, the next level. And, um, I mean, he, he was a late bloomer, too, who came from Juco. And from a tiny town in Louisiana originally. Yeah. It's so good for him to go back to that area. Yeah. I'm glad. He deserves it too. What a guy. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Um, so we're still waiting to hear back about Z- uh, Alex Kinney, the punter. Tim <laughs> Lennox, the, the guard. <laughs> uh, am I missing anybody? Mikhail Onu. Oh, yeah. Mikhail Onu, the safety. Yeah. So I don't expect any of those guys to stick in the league. Maybe Tim Linnock could be a depth piece. But, yeah, that's all I got. Um, are there any other seniors that we're missing? I think that's all, basically. I think, I, I think that's about it. Who aren't going pro in something other than sports. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I wish those six the best. Um, obviously, the Visco is the most high-profile departure. Yeah, and we're and, very happy for Davion. Oh, man, can't wait till he wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> with the Eagles? I don't know who he's, he's going to be with. Oh, that's true. I was hoping the Ravens would draft LaVisca and Davion, but, you know, you can't have everything go your way. And, okay, transition into my favorite picks of the draft. 
Okay. Do you have any that you like? Do you have any? Did you follow it at all? Um, I think two is the best player in this class, so I think Miami okay. won. Um, is there anything else? <laughs> I mean, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was my favorite player. Oh. Oh, that's such a beautiful fit. What a perfect fit. I Ugh. And I love that every, every college football writer on Twitter was immediately like, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> is interesting to see the disparity between like what college writers think of as good players and what the NFL's like scout guys are, are saying. I don't know. I saw some of that on Thursday. It was interesting. Well, I mean, you know who's usually right in the situation? Is it college? Is it college football writers? Yeah, because they watch the game. <laughs> like we know, we know Justin Herbert isn't going to be any good. Ugh. That's my least favorite pick. I don't know if we're doing that. No, you're a Chargers fan. Yeah, I have Justin Herbert as one of my least favorite picks, and I have them trading up, the Chargers trading back into the first round for Kenneth Murray. Who, I mean, he's fine, but it was a terrible trade. Like, I, mean, I don't even know who Kenneth Murray is, and I would set, call myself a pretty diehard college football fan. So I, oh. maybe I'm an idiot. I mean, but. I mean, I knew who he was before the season started, but he's an Oklahoma linebacker. Why? How many times am I going to have to watch the six-five mediocre white quarterback get picked in the top ten? Well, it's because of scout brain. The guy, sure. I mean, I, we watched him throw the ball, and he can throw darts. And we watched him throw darts. But we also watched him suck for like half the year. Maybe sucks too harsh. But we watched him be an okay quarterback carried by a fantastic defense for half the year. Ugh, anyways. I mean, yeah, that, that Oregon roster had a lot of talent on it, and they were still propped up and almost entirely by their defense at points. Hmm. Like, see, you didn't have a problem stopping the Oregon offense until it was until Stephen Montez decided to throw an interception right before halftime by getting a tip drill against Brady Russell, and then oh, that game was frustrating. The injuries I'm, pile, I'm, piled up, and blah blah blah. I'm not surprised Montez got undrafted. Um, okay, back to my fair picks. I love Jerry Judy to the Broncos. Very happy for all you Broncos. Yeah, he's so fans. good. I guess I'm a Broncos fan. I don't really care, but he's perfect. <laughs> He's going to be fantastic with Portland Sutton. Um, I loved Patrick Queen to the Baltimore Ravens. He's partly so because good. If you, if you can get a super athletic linebacker named Patrick Queen and put him on the Ravens <laughs> every time. And I also, with the 55th pick, the Ravens drafted J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. Just a perfect running back for that. that he was still available that late? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Cam Akers got drafted before him, which is kind of funny. Who got Cam Akers? The Rams? Or the Fal- yeah, it was the Rams. Yeah. That's also good. I mean, yeah, that that is a good tip, but like why would you not pick J.K. Dobbins? Uh <laughs> I love J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I mean but, that's that's like, perfect next to Lamar. Wow. Yeah, I was just really happy with those picks because like I was doing a lot of mock drafts uh online throughout the draft process, but I am super bored and <laughs> was having some fun with that. And, like, every mock draft I did, I was hoping I could get the Broncos, Jerry Judy. I was hoping to get Queen and Dobbins on the Ravens. And then I always picked Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the Chiefs' second-round pick. And I'm happy they got him in the first. But, yeah. So I was just very happy with all those picks. I think they're all going to be stars where they go. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> pick great players, and then they're probably going to continue to be great players. So, especially I, if you put them in a position to succeed, I think that's a bigger thing. Man, J.K. Dobbins in the second round—that might be my favorite pick. Yeah, uh, yeah, I have some steals too. Like, uh, I don't know how Eno Benjamin fell to the seventh round from Arizona State. He's such a good running back. He's going to go to the Cardinals. Yeah, I could see because he—I mean, because he's not that fast, but. He's still a battering Who ram. Who cares? Clyde Edwards-Alaire isn't fast. He, the, those are different skill sets, I think. I mean, I love Eno Benjamin. No, but. I know, I know. I was actually... So I showed my brother Clyde Edwards-Alaire highlights. My brother doesn't watch any football. But he was like, oh shit, he looks like Emmett Smith when he's running, which I thought was really good. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Emmett Smith was short, stocky, not very fast, and he kind of moved like that. He caught a lot of passes. Wow. I mean, it's, he's just an automatic four yards, and he'll touch the ball as many times as you let him. And like that's yeah. how you win football games. Super durable. If you're 210 pounds at that size, mm-hmm. you can take any hit, especially if you're good at avoiding hits, which he is. Um, I also first some steals. I, I put LaVisca going in the second round as a steal because mm-hmm. I'm a homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach, Zach Bond fell to the third round somehow. Wonderful defensive end with a lot of versatility. Like, I don't know why he fell that far. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then your boy, I have DJ Dallas. Oh. Fourth round to the Seahawks. Mm. What do you like about him? He's just a giant guy and he runs over people. I don't know. I like running backs that are good at running over people, I guess. You can keep your, uh, your jitterbugs. <laughs> He's, uh, He's just super thick. <laughs> he knows what he is. Oh, he, that might be a guy who's also better in college, but that's part of why college football is better. Is it allows guys like this to shine. Were you, were you a fan of Michael Turner back in the day? Uh, like Chargers Michael Turner? Yeah. Chargers Michael Turner. I don't even know yeah. where he went to college. I don't either, actually. Before you look it up, guess. Give me a guess. Well, I... Chrome just crashed on me for the eighth time today. Okay, I got it for you. Give me a guess. Uh, Arkansas State. No. Northern Illinois. Oh, that's a similar energy. I don't know. DJ Dallas is just he just bounces off of contact. Did you did you like TJ Duckett? Yes, I love TJ Duckett. <laughs> Who is uh oh? Who was the smaller guy with TJ Duckett? It was um, work done. Yes, thank you. Work done. I saw a man with a work done jersey today, asking for money. Let's see. Was there a guy? Was there anything <laughs> else? Was there any other picks or players that I was interested in? See how they going? Because I I think they're just really good at football. Um, I like Juwan Jennings. In the seventh round, the receiver from Tennessee. He's just a huge dude. Who yeah, he's very big. People. I don't know why, like, if you're like, if Jimmy Graham is a matchup problem because of his speed and size, why does it make a difference if he's a receiver or a tight end? <laughs> uh, I mean, Jimmy Graham, I think, is way taller than Juwan Jennings. Um, let, me, let me check that. I mean, obviously, Jimmy Graham's more athletic. Where did, uh, did Jalen Johnson get picked in the first round? Uh, I don't think so. John yeah. Jennings is 6'3". Jalen Johnson is very good. 
Do you know what? Let's, let's oh. find out when he was picked. Yeah. Jimmy Graham is six foot seven. Oh my god. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was picked number 50, Jalen Johnson. Okay, that's really good value. Uh, Kristen Fulton, also from LSU, a very good corner. I yeah, don't think he was picked far. in the first round. No, he went to like 60th to like the Cowboys Whoa. or whatever. Okay, that's oh, going to be a good pick. To the Titans. Yeah. I think um, one of the worst picks, I think the worst pick in the entire draft was the Raiders going for Damon Arnett. <laughs> the cornerback from the Raiders. You know, he had like a four six something forty yard dash. He didn't have very good tape. His agility scores were really low. And he is super inconsistent. All around he was like rated to be like a late third round pick. And the Raiders were like, Well, we like him, but our next pick's at eightieth overall. We don't know if he's gonna be there for us, maybe. But if your guy might be there at the 80th pick, maybe don't get him at the 19th pick. Or try to trade down. Yeah, honestly. God, what's so funny about the Raiders, about them reaching on every pick? Because remember, last year they drafted Clellan Farrell fourth overall. Um, wow. Yikes. Their, their, their GM is Mike Mayock, the former ESPN mock draft guy. Awesome. What are they doing? Wait, what? <laughs> Isn't their coach John Gruden? It's John Gruden, and they have Mayock. Obviously, Gruden made the pick because this is very much a Gruden pick, but it's just bad. What the also, hell are they doing? One of my favorite bad picks, too, was... So, J.K. Dobbins went 55th overall, and then A.J. Dillon went 61st to the Packers. Mm. And, I mean... Why is that cool. bad? He he's he's fun and he's cool. He's gonna be like a Derrick Henry type. But even Derrick Henry was a late second round pick. You don't draft running backs that high unless they can give you something in the receiving game. They're actually like really good, like one of the elite prospects at their position. And AJ Dillon is going to be their second or third string running back right now. Uh, and he doesn't contribute anything in the passing game. And he's obviously like he's not gonna be Derrick Henry. I don't know why they think he can be because Derrick Henry was the Heisman and he still fell to the second with that skill set. So I'm not really sure. I can't talk bad on AJ Dillon. He's once again, no, I know that's it's what just, a running back should look like. Wow. I get it. What a man. I get it. It's just, it's a reach, but I, I'm not going to critique every reach because some of the reaches are good. Like Clyde Edwards, Alaire is probably a reach, but it's a perfect fit. Who cares? I'm just a little bit annoyed at the Packers because their first two picks, they picked Jordan Love from Utah State, the quarterback, and then they picked A.J. Dillon. And it's like, why would you pick A.J. Dillon second round if you have Aaron Jones already? And he's still really good. I don't know. If, uh, I don't think Jordan Love is the, the one you take if you're going to develop a quarterback either. But, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't think he's very good. But Maybe I'm a hater. Yeah, whatever. I also thought Marcus Mariota would be a star, so who am I to judge? I love Marcus Mariota. I'm glad that we all agree. It seems like everyone agrees that Joe Burrow is just really good. I was expecting some pushback <laughs> from someone, but no, it's just like, yeah, he's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my own horn because I called him the Heisman front runner after his game against Texas, like week three. So I'm very happy that turned out. I I'm also happy that I <clears throat> if I remember correctly, the first thing that anyone said on draft night uh after he was picked was that the 
Nebraska thought they were too good for him when he transferred. <laughs> and that's going to come back to bite Scott Frost every single year. I, nobody else was really interested in Joe Burrow, to be honest. Like, there's some hindsight critique there, but it is funny to just make fun of Nebraska at any point. Look, I'm, I'm just saying, if you don't think every other Big Ten team, including our boy Mel Tucker, isn't using that line against them as they're competing for quarterbacks, you're insane. Yeah. Also, who did, – did Nebraska get anybody picked? <sighs> I, yeah, I, I can't I think of one. I mean, like, I know Khalil Davis and Lamar Jackson both got picked, but, like – I thought they were signed, oh, no. not picked. Oh, no. Khalil Davis, sixth-round pick, and that was it. Uh, oh, yikes. my God. Oh, no. You hate to see it. You just hate it. You hate to see it. Oh, my God. They have the same amount of picks as Lenore, Lenore Ryan. That's cool. <laughs> I think maybe it's going to be my hot take. I think Josh Love out of San Jose State is a better quarterback than Jordan Love. Can you repeat that? I wasn't listening to you. I think Josh Love out of San Jose State, when did he get picked, is maybe not better, but my more my speed of quarterback than Jordan Love. Josh Love is undrafted, and he's going to the Rams. I'm also – okay, so apparently – I don't know if this is right. I don't trust this website because this can't be right. In the last five years, the Nebraska Huskers have had eight players get drafted. And they're all second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Or the eight players? Uh, the last one, according to this, which I don't trust this, was Nathan Jerry, fifth round pick to the Eagles. This also has Kenny Bell. Malik Collins, Andy Janovich, and then Randy Gregory. Iconic Randy Gregory. Is he allowed back in the NFL yet? <laughs> I can check for you pretty easily. Um, I guess one last guy we all are a fan of. Where did, when did Lynn Bowden go? Oh, so Randy Gregory and Aldon Smith are both still indefinitely suspended. So great company, Randy Gregory. <laughs> can you repeat that? When did uh when did uh Lynn Bowden get drafted? Ooh, I think he went to the Raiders actually. Oh yeah, he got drafted to the Raiders, I think, in the third round. Ugh. Number, Damn. Number I was rooting for overall. him. That's too bad. I was rooting for him. <sighs> I'm still rooting for him. All right, last thing. Do you want to go over the best names in the class? Absolutely. Do you have um, any off the top of your head that you love? And uh, Joey Magnifico has got to be the best one, right? He wasn't drafted. Oh, so he doesn't count? They're people too. He doesn't count. I mean, I did, I did the article. I wrote the best names of the NFL draft. I think 60 people have read the article so far. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Give him time. But too much time on it. Um, uh, no, no. I put Joey Magnifico as an honorable mention because he was not drafted. My tight end, because he wasn't there, was Dalton Keene. And right when I read the name Dalton Keene, I thought, wow, that's a really Weld County-ass name. Well, I, looked him up I think he is, yeah. Yeah, he's from rural Colorado. His brother played baseball at Northern Colorado. And so it's just really funny because 
of course he's from fucking rural Colorado. <laughs> I mean, we say it a lot, and so maybe it got normalized, but if we really think about it or, or try to come at it with fresh ears, the name LaVisca this, Chenault is wild. Yeah, that is a wild name. It's right up there with Quintez Cephas. Oh, Wisconsin and, fame. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, C.D. Lamb is an insane name, too. Right. C.D. Uh, Lamb is a great oh, name. I Arlington Hambright made my team, too. Sir Arlington Hambright? Yeah. The Duke of Ham? Oh, we also have Lloyd Cushenberry III, similar energy. <laughs> okay, okay, one of my favorite ones that I found that is just funny to me, it's funnier every time I say it, is Stantley Thomas Oliver III. But wow. it's, Stan- it's Stantley, not Stanley. And there's three <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah, that better be a family name because there's no way you're just coming up with Stanley. Oh, man. So the cornerbacks, the defensive backs were so stacked. There was Kindle Vildor. There was Stanley Thomas. <laughs> Stantley Thomas Oliver III. Also, Kindle Vildor, I have no idea where this guy comes from. His mom's name is like Melissa Thompson. So I don't know what's happening. How you go from that to Kindle Vildor. What a name. Yeah. Um, also, uh, with the defensive backs, there was Legeria Sneed, which is so good. <laughs> Just so good. Yeah, okay for think, me, but continue. Okay, I, I think Sneed is one of the worst last names <laughs> that could be had and then you just put Legarius in front of it it's amazing okay and then we go with the great constant uh the great alliteration of the carious keys mm. that is a good one <laughs> that is a good one that's growing on me okay do you have any good ones i know like there was there was a good amount i took i took the good ones i mean dj dallas is also a great one it's it's right down the middle but just it feels good coming out of your mouth I have him on my team. DJ Dallas. Okay. Yeah. So another one I mean, that's fun. Another one that's not weird, but it's really fun to say, is Antonio Gandy Golden. <laughs> that's great. Why do you think that's not? I think that's a little weird. That's a great name. Antonio no, I mean Gandy like there's. Golden. There's nothing like objectively weird. Like there's no like Lavisca to the name, where it's like just a name you've literally never heard. It just flows so well. I believe if he if he made it this far, this would have been Pookie Maka's draft draft class, all time oh. great CU name. Oh man, love that guy. Oh, I mean, we have some great names. I've been wanting to do a superlatives for the draft class or for the recruiting class, but like CU has a player named Lamonius Montana or what is it? Montana Lamonius Craig. Montana Lamonius Craig. Yeah, he's gonna what? be it. What a great name. He's going to be first team all name all star. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. All right. What are some other ones I had? I think John Runyon is very funny. He's a <laughs> Michigan. He's a Michigan offensive guard. Mm-hmm. Which John Runyon, that's the perfect name for that type of thing. He sounds like he chops wood. Cool, because of like, Paul Bunyan. Yeah, shirtless, hairy in the woods. John Runyon. Okay, I, I, you have a, the, the, you can crystallize this man's image in your head so fast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a visual name. Okay, describes exactly who he is. All right, and then the last one, this man was not drafted, 
So it's a sh- it's really a shame that he didn't get drafted. But he did sign with the Indianapolis Colts, and he's going to replace Adam Vinatieri and be an amazing kicker for a long time. Do you know who I'm talking about? Oh, it's got to be Rodrigo. Rodrigo Blankenship. Ugh. What a guy. Has a thick mustache, wears bottle glasses under his helmet. Hold on, wears I believe. Oh, no, it was last year that he was drafted. One of my all-time favorite names, Lyndon Johnson, the defensive end. <laughs> God. Oh, I, I want to go through these draft classes now and just look, make an all-time team of the best names. Uh, it sounds like you have the time, because that would be a lot of it. Well, I, I went through all, all seven rounds yesterday, so and that took me like 35 minutes. Who, I was was, just uh, saying, who was Mr. Irrelevant? Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't remember. That's where well, there you go. And keeps I mean, his namesake. The, the Giants got him. Talk about Tay Mr. Irrelevant, really. Take Tay Crowder, Georgia line, linebacker. You uh okay, you paid attention more than me. Before we sign off, one last thing. Who had the best who had the best in office setup, in home office setup? Out of the out of the uh, coaches. I mean I guess you gotta go with Cliff Kingsbury because he looks like a Coke dealer. Oh, I saw that. Like the four to ceiling windows with the pool outside. I also enjoyed Zach Taylor having a very, very Cincinnati type poor office setup where he's backed into a corner with plain walls and like <laughs> a book bill. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I saw John Elway had like 8,000 TVs, which makes sense. <laughs> he also had all his Super Bowl trophies out. You got to flex. Got to flex. Like Lincoln Riley, they showed Lincoln Riley during the draft, and he had the BCS National Championship from 2000 in his office. Like, what? He didn't even win that. Wasn't he, like, in middle school when that happened? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay, do you have any other thoughts about the draft? No, just glad that it's over, and I hope that that's not the last football thing that happens this year. I'm excited for uh, Will Sherman to get drafted next year. We can look forward to that. I don't know who else is going to get drafted. I haven't paid attention to it. I don't even know who's going to be an upperclassman next season. Wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. Uh, there'll be some. There'll be some names that we can throw out. Yeah. Um, oh, Nate Landman. Yeah, he'll mm-hmm. be a nice sixth round pick. You say fifth round pick? I said sixth round pick, but yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Discounting Nate Landman so so harshly. Evan Weaver didn't get drafted till the sixth round. He's better than Evan Weaver. Okay, that's fair. That's fine. Huh. All right. Sixth round. All right, I'm, I'm done. Are you done? I'm done. All right, bye. Buzz! 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 Buzz!